Is it really possible to reduce the number of calls that we do in our business without reducing the level of support that we offer? Yes, it is. And we are going to talk about how to actually do that in today's episode of the Quietly Ambitious podcast. You're listening to Quietly Ambitious with conversations about how it really feels to build a business that honors your whole self unapologetically. And that includes who you are, how you feel, what you really desire, the impact that you want to create, and importantly, the money you want to make. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, and my superpower is supporting sensitive and ambitious humans to make more money by fully expressing and owning all of who they are. Let's dive in. Today, I'm chatting with Meg Harrop, a designer and illustrator who works with artists, artisan makers, and service providers to channel their creative chaos into layered and meaningful brand identities. And we are talking about a topic that comes up all the time in my communities and with my clients. That is reducing the number of calls we do in business without reducing the support that we offer. Meg is a champion of leaning into our own unique strengths and personalities, both in running our businesses and branding them. She believes in weaving fun and playfulness into business and finding ways to work that give us ultimate flexibility, which we're going to talk a lot about in this episode. Meg is mum to a two-year-old and together with her family is in the middle of moving across Wales to begin a new phase in their life. In this episode, we talk about the magic of asynchronous communication, for example, Voxer coaching, and what that even means, and how we can put our needs first and create freedom with the way that we support clients, with lots of examples of how Meg has created offers that provide support in flexible and creative ways, massively reducing the number of calls she takes. I'm sure a lot of us are very curious about this one, so enjoy. I just want to start by asking you, why you decided to experiment with asynchronous communication in your business. And also, can you just explain a bit about what that means for people who aren't potentially aren't fully familiar with it? Yeah, sure. So um, I looked up the like dictionary definition of it and it said communication that happens out of sync or not in real time. But I was like, I hate that definition because... <laughs> For me, like it's made me feel more in sync with my clients, definitely not out of sync. So I kind of hate that definition. But anyway, it's it's where one person sends a message and then the other person will read it and reply when they're ready. So it can be things like, you know, text, email. Um, and then more recently, people do voice notes and video notes. So, yeah, that's what the kind of asynchronous communication is it's just um yeah one person sends a message and the other person replies later so it's it's like a more laid back form of communication I guess and it gives the each person time to like yeah. really do their best response and like really think in between um so that's why I really love it yeah and in contrast I guess to calls live calls with yeah. people whether video or phone calls yeah, exactly. Um, so I started experimenting with it. I'll kind of like set the scene a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like 2020, there's a pandemic happening. Um, I'm pregnant and I have my baby like in June 2020. Um, and a couple of days before, I think it was a couple of days before I gave birth, like my husband got made redundant, like he was oh furloughed goodness. and he got made redundant. And like, it felt like 
the floor like fell out from underneath us so it was it felt like really bad timing um but he got like a little bit of a payout so we were going to be okay for a little while um and I had obviously planned to have a bit of a maternity leave so we kind of spent the first couple of months with our baby it was actually it ended up ended up being really lovely because I know like a lot of dads don't really get to have that time with their kids um in the beginning so it felt wonderful to have him at home um and then it got to a point where he'd been looking for work he'd been looking for another job but the work that he'd been doing manufacturing engineering like it the that's why he got made redundant it wasn't happening as much like yeah. they weren't manufacturing the stuff that he was working on which was like um he worked at JCB so like diggers and tractors and stuff so they weren't making as much of that stuff so he wasn't able to find something that fitted with what he's been doing before he'd done a bit of like there was a lot of driving work available he'd done some like truck driving and stuff um but it just got to the point where like I was still getting inquiries through my website because a lot of people were at home they were deciding they might want to start online businesses and obviously people need branding when they start businesses so I was still getting all those inquiries and we we sort of sat down together and thought just started like questioning like why we had to do it the way that we thought we had to do it you know the way that a lot of people do it so we kind of thought maybe we should try me you know picking up my work again and my husband like staying at home with us and being there for the baby so that's kind of where it started I started picking up the work again and it got to the point where I think I was a bit naive in a way because I didn't realize how different my work would feel once I'd had a baby because even though like my husband was at home with us like when you've got a newborn they still need their mum a lot and I was breastfeeding and it just ended up that I was like working and I had Logan like in a baby wrap on my front and I like was doing my work at the same time while he was napping and it was just like it was hard to get back into that same like frame of mind that I'd been in before and I couldn't do um, work for like as longer periods of time as I'd done before so it got to the point where like I I was booking work in the same pace that I'd always done before but it got to the point where it was like stacking up I wasn't able to get it finished in time and like it was just all the projects were stacking up and it got to the point where I was like I need to like find different ways of working either like smaller quicker ways of working with people or I need to really just change the way that I do everything so I got to the point where it it felt quite stressful and I started looking online for like different ways that people were doing stuff and I found Elizabeth Goddard who um kind of invented this new way of like doing mentoring calls and coaching with people where she did it rather than having live calls she did it via the voice notes and like blew my mind when I heard about that I was like wow I'd not done voice notes like a lot of people I think keep in touch with like family and friends by voice notes but I'd never done that I'd never really used voice notes but I thought perhaps that's a way that I can um, bring something new into my business because I'd been asked about like mentoring calls with other for other designers and people who wanted help with 
you know, branding just um, like the fundamentals and like wanted to DIY stuff themselves. And I'd always shied away from it, I think, because like I'm a naturally quite a shy person, quite introverted. And I felt like that would take a lot of energy to like have calls with people. I did it a few times and it just felt really, 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 really hard um, and took a lot of energy. And I just, um, yeah, when I found that people were doing this with voice notes, I was like, maybe that is something that I can do. Um, so that is the kind of long story to how it started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I decided to like bring in those voice notes and do like some kind of like mentoring and um, like pick your brains type stuff with people, first of all, and just really, really enjoyed that way of working. And it was a new kind of like quick thing that people could just book in and I could like speak to them for a morning or a day or whatever. And it was just like a new thing that I could offer. And I feel like, so, cause you mentioned about like your situation with your husband and, and the, the work and, and then like finding out a way to work for you. I feel like the theme is like, why do I have to do things the way they've always been done? Or oh, that's like yeah. the question that underlies yeah. all of this. I feel like that is a thread that runs through like everything that we do now. Once you start like questioning one thing, like it just leads on and you start questioning like everything. And I just always ask myself now, like, why? Why do we do things that way? Or like, and also what if, like, what if there's another way of doing things? So yeah, definitely that just like runs through everything now. Yeah, I love it. So when we ask ourselves those kind of questions, it's not always easy to like, on what comes up right and yeah, I'd exactly, be curious yeah. to hear a bit about like how, what did you think like what were your concerns maybe about shaking things up in this way in your business yeah it, it's it's more about like how other people would respond to it mm. because everybody's used to like doing live calls um and especially in the pandemic like zoom became a, a huge thing didn't it and yeah. um, more people were using zoom and I was always just like oh no I, f- I just feel like as an introvert and as a shy person like every time I had a call with somebody it would take like the whole space around the call like before and after it would be <laughs> like before <laughs> I would be so nervous for like so long before and then afterwards would just feel really drained so it was like um yeah I just wondered how other people would respond to it and whether they would find it odd um that I didn't want to do calls um and that I did want to do it a different way so it was definitely about like how other people would perceive it I guess yeah I think so I one of the topics that my clients talk to me about the most in relation to coaching is this like literally yeah how do I do less calls and I think mm-hmm. it's because you know, so many people I work with have similar feeling to me, like we have limited reserves of energy. And like you said, if I have a call at the end of the day, I will spend a lot of energy in the run up to that call. Like I try to book calls in the the morning for that reason. It doesn't work out. Me too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But so it is like, this is such a thing, like with Mm -hmm. my clients, which is why I really wanted to speak to you about it. And I do think that this question of what will other people think is mm-hmm. such like whether we're conscious of it or not I think mm-hmm. that that is such yeah. a big part of people's decision making process yeah. here 
And when people and when you feel like that, it makes you kind of like feel less confident about your choices as well, because mm. you're worrying so much about what other people are going to think. Um, I think for me, because like so much of my brain was taken up with like having a newborn, um, although I was thinking about that, I it like was kind of like sink or swim kind of thing. Like I yeah. have to try this. So I, I was thinking about that, but also I was like, I'm just going to have to try it because something needs to change so yeah it was I feel like perhaps it was it's almost easier if you maybe get to that point where you have to try something new because you are sort of thinking a bit less about what other people are going to think and you're just kind of ready to try something yeah I totally understand that feeling like when you've just got you kind of got to do it although it would be nice if we could just make these decisions before we reach that point um But yeah, I I think I felt like that a lot, like in the pandemic, I don't know, like my capacity was so reduced, like just, I guess, because of this background anxiety and goodness knows what it felt, how it felt for you having a baby as well at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and I think it's just, it's important for us to consider, like, how do we make decisions that work for us first and foremost, Mm -hmm. and then we get to then communicate that with our clients. And I mean, I personally believe that if we, prioritize our own needs then we get to show up more powerfully and do better work yeah, exactly and that's like doing the voice notes with people I was just able to like put my energy into it when I had the energy throughout the day so if I did like a um it sounds a lot doing a whole day of mm-hmm. like back and forth with somebody over Voxer but it's actually you can dip in and out of it like you can send a message and then have a break and go and do something else and then come back to it later so when I like the energy spread out rather than being in like one whole hour or an hour and a half or whatever because it's spread out through the day like you can um like conserve your energy a bit and spread it more evenly I think yeah absolutely and I think people who haven't tried it may think it actually sounds very overwhelming intensive yeah and it can be and actually funnily enough I'm doing Voxer office hours for one of my programs right now yeah. as we're recording this. So I'm, I've yeah. been messaging people on Voxer and then I've been coming off to do a call and then I'll go yeah. back and check my Voxer afterwards. And it can be quite intense. Um, if you've got other stuff going on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, having done it so many times now, mm-hmm. I either deliberately design it in a way where I'll have one intense day in a week or something like that yeah. and do it deliberately, or I will, you know, I'll combine it with other things like I'll go out for long walks and stuff like that while I'm doing Voxer yeah. I love doing that and I think that you mentioned that to me um in advance yeah, of this definitely. like getting yeah. out more it's like I love that and that piece of it is energizing to me even mm-hmm. though it is exactly. taking energy as well yeah like we've been on um camper van trips as a family and like I've done like a Voxer day like while we've been away and I've been able to like um reply to some messages and then go out and go for a walk with my family and then come back and um either like hang back from the walk a bit and reply then or like come back later and reply so it definitely does allow you to get away from your desk more which is lovely yeah it's great and actually yeah. it just popped into my mind I went on a five-week trip to Barbados this year wow. and I did take like I did take proper time off where I was yeah. not accessible at all but then in the times where I was accessible to my clients I just checked in with him on Voxer mm-hmm. you know, a couple of times a day and it felt like no work. Like it just felt yeah. so easy. 
it made me realize actually it's I'd be curious to hear, yeah yeah I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about this um when like because what I noticed when I was away and I was checking in a couple of times a day and how easy it felt was that sometimes it's my own boundaries or my own feelings around how quickly I need to get back to people that are the mm-hmm. problem rather yeah. than the actual work it takes so yeah. I don't know if you have any thoughts about like 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 when you're away on your trip for example mm-hmm. how do you do it in a way that feels good to you rather than like oh this is really like taking my focus away from where I want where I actually am yeah thinking exactly. I need to be really really available yeah I think it's just about like you mentioned before like choosing the days that you are going to be available and just making people aware that you know I'm not here like all week or anything to be contacted you have like specific days when you do it and like if you're away on holiday or whatever um I just make sure that I like the full week or the full two weeks or whatever isn't me having to be on Vox every single day I just have specific days like I still have those um Voxer days to that people can book on my website but I only do them on a specific day of the week Mm -hmm. no matter if I'm away or if I'm at home um so yeah I think it's just about choosing yeah what boundaries work for you and just sticking to it I think yeah and remembering also like the whole point of the asynchronous communication is that you don't need to reply straight away every time yeah exactly yeah yeah and can you talk a bit more so I'm going to ask you a bit about some of the specific ways you've used this Mm because that like you've used this in so many different ways which I love and yeah. that is the thing, like once you get into it, you just end up finding more, more ways to use it, right? Yeah. I just want to ask you before we dive into that, like, how did it feel for you? How did it change things for you when you started working in this way? Yeah, it was just like a real, like the first one I did, the first box day I did, um, I actually did it for free to get a feel for it. Like mm. I offered it um, like privately to a few people that had asked me before for um, calls or whatever. And I just said, I'm thinking of doing this do you want to experiment with me and and do it with me um and the first one I did it was just really it just felt really lovely because although I'm shy and introverted like I do love to connect with people so it felt lovely to be able to connect and be able to hear people's voices and be able to talk to people but for it to be such a laid back um and yeah so laid back and just allowed me to like really think about the answers that I wanted to give rather than like having to give an answer straight away I I think I need that time to sometimes think think through what I want to say in order to give the best advice or um the best answer um so yeah the first one I did I was just blown away by how great it felt and how it didn't feel so much like work um so yeah once I did that I I booked I I think I just um I think I did two or three and then I just made it live on my website like chose a price and was just like right I'm gonna do it I'm gonna offer it like publicly because it just felt um like such a great way to work yeah I I had the exact same experience like I was blown away Mm -hmm. and I feel like everyone who tried it because I did it free as well I don't normally do things for free like I do believe in like getting paid for your work but yeah experimenting with a new offer it gave me a it was it was really can't remember I can't think of the word but like it gave me more permission to experiment I guess by giving away some for free and exactly and especially people who weren't familiar with it like the clients themselves and I felt like they were just blown away as well like it was just yeah 
from all sides like really surprising yeah. like I got how some much you can I get, get some really yeah I got some really lovely feedback from like those free ones as well because yeah. like you said like people were blown away as well by like oh I'd never thought about doing this and I didn't realize how much I needed that flexibility in the day rather than having to be in the same place at the same time and like block out two hours for a call or whatever so yeah exactly the same people were really blown away by it and I think it's not like a day-long conversation at mm-hmm. all and I think there's a beauty in being able to yeah get work done or work like sometimes I work on really specific things with people and they go away and they get a bit done yeah. they come back and ask for feedback and it just works so well I will say by the yeah. way I'm going to put a link to Elizabeth Goddard's course yes in the definitely show do because yeah. You're obviously influenced and same, like I did her course and that's what, yeah. how I got into it. And then it's just expanded yeah. into all other things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it sounds like we've had a really similar experience with this. And I just want to add, yeah. I think, because I've seen like people making comments about like, oh, you can't do proper like coaching on Voxer. And I just like, I absolutely beg to differ. Like you mm-hmm. don't know what you can do on Voxer until you experiment with doing it. You exactly. like, I do proper coaching on Voxer. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there are some, things that we could dig into differently on a call or there's some Mm -hmm. like techniques I might use on a call I can't do on Voxer but I do coach people on Voxer and it's Mm -hmm. it's just magical like you absolutely can but you have to try it before you definitely have to try it (laughs) yeah the like the conversations I feel like and they can be deeper because each person has the space and like you're not you're not face to face so you I feel like you can sometimes be more vulnerable Mm. I guess because there's a a little bit of space although you are connecting with with each other there's that little bit of space there to um like reflect and I don't know maybe be more honest because you've got you've got space to like think about how you want to say something rather than like feeling oh I don't want to say it because what if I say it wrong kind of thing you've got the space to say it in the way that you want to say it yeah so it's really helpful for like because I in the past was like so shy that I would not have done video calls and stuff like that yeah I mean to be honest I felt awkward about speaking on voice notes as well (laughs) but it's just yeah you get used to it yeah you do (laughs) absolutely do Mm. um so can you share with us a few you mentioned doing like a day of boxer which I've done as well love it what are some other ways that you've put this to use in your business and that have like really worked for you and your clients yeah so once I did that whole box a day, um, I was like, right, I want to really run with this and and use it in more ways. Um, so like I mentioned before that my projects were like stacking up um, because like my design projects would would usually be like a four, it would be a four to six week project. And then if one went on longer, it would be like overlapping with the other. And it was just um, like taking too long to complete each one. So I thought about what can I like strip away um, and how can I make the process quicker and like deliver perhaps not um, not as much as I used to deliver but still like the real essential things that they might need in a design in in their branding um, and do it in a quicker way and in a I guess a more laid-back way so um I was looking at people, uh, designers that were offering design intensives, um, which is usually they will do it like in a day. Um, So they will prepare beforehand and then they will have a day where they're actually doing the work and it all gets, it's like it sounds with the word intensive. um, It is quite intensive because they're doing all the work in one day. 
And I was interested in that. So it's like, wow, that's really quick. Like if I can do the work in a short time frame, um, that would mean I'd be able to, you know, do more projects, but get them done quicker. Um, and then I was like, well, one day seems like really quick and too much for and um, probably like too intensive for what I wanted my lifestyle to feel like. Um, so then I thought, like, how can I use Voxer in the design process to make things move along quicker and to be sort of in contact each day? Because I guess if people haven't used Voxer before, they feel like, oh, isn't it going to drag the conversation out longer and make things move along slower but I actually found the opposite if you can um keep in touch with people like a little bit each day then especially with like my design projects it kind of like helped things keep moving um so I I, I thought about these people who did the design intensive who were doing the uh preparation work beforehand and then having a day where they did did the design I was like well can I have that the preparation all included in the process um and I just sat there one night and I was like thinking about like how can I do this how how is it going to work like how realistically how long can I take to do it you know how short can I make this process um and you know my my old design process we would have a call beforehand and perhaps a call in the middle and then like feedback calls and stuff like that um so I thought well let's try doing all that via Voxer and like just see if it works um so I thought about having a two-week process where the first week we keep in touch like I said on Voxer and like do all that planning and like work out what um design style they want for their branding and and work out all that preparation stuff and then the second week would be where I did the design work and like perhaps we could like feedback via Voxer as well um so I kind of mapped out this process I don't even know I don't even really remember like exactly how I how I got to the two weeks and like why I thought two weeks would work but it was just one evening where I sat down I was just like because Voxer's worked so well I'm just going to try this I'm just going to see I'm going to map it out like what happens each day and just see if it works um so it was kind of like an evening of like inspired like action I was just like I'm just going to try this so I I put a, a web page together for it um I didn't I didn't offer this one for for free or anything um I just put a web page together decided on the price and then just like started talking about it on Instagram um and like two I think two people like booked in for it straight away um and when I went through that process with them I was just amazed at how like I haven't changed the process since then so when I first implemented it I haven't even changed the process and I was just amazed at how well it worked with with Voxer like feeding back via Voxer and keeping in touch via Voxer um yeah I've I've kept the process the same since then like I, I mapped it out and I implemented it and it's just stayed the same since then and it's been um it's just been great like having a project started and finished within two weeks has just freed up so much other stuff because I would before overlap design projects because 
when one was getting towards the end, there would be a little bit more space so I could like start the next one. But this has allowed me to like literally book it in two weeks and it's going to be finished. And then I usually like have a week um, off and then book the next one in. Um, so yeah, having everything contained in that two weeks has just been wonderful to keep the project moving and to give me headspace and distance between each of the projects mm-hmm. um so that is like the the biggest I guess way that I've been using it um I also when people first inquire if they send me an inquiry through my website I've been replying with a loom video so loom is uh, something that you can use to record a video um like a screen recording or um a, your face on the screen or a screen recording and like your face in the corner um it allows you to record a video and then you can like send it you can send people the link you can put it in an email or whatever um so i've been I, I started replying to inquiries with like a loom video which makes the reply really nice and personal but it it often like cuts out the need for like jumping on a sales call or whatever because like you in your inquiry form you can ask for a certain amount of information like you can ask for their website or whatever so you can get a feel for what um you know what their business is like and whether they're going to be a good fit um and then you can I've been replying with a video and it's it's definitely um people are I think have been surprised that they've they've not seen it done very much before mm-hmm. and it's um they feel like it's a nice personal it's lovely to have like a personal reply for someone when you're actually talking to them on the screen um so yeah that are like apart from the voxer days those are the other two ways that i've been using asynchronous and communication have you do you still do calls for people if they want them i i do rarely so um the odd person i if I will say um this is the way I like to work but obviously there's a lot of people who um aren't well they're not used to it or they feel uncomfortable with it so um I will do calls every now and then but it's very very rare that I do calls now um and I work with a lot of people in the U.S. so because there's a time difference there um a lot of people tend to think that it's a great idea because Mm -hmm you know the big time difference and it's just it's easier for them as well as easier for me so yeah some people are I find are really really on board with it and some people are still a little bit sort of like unsure about it um but yeah I pretty much don't do calls if I can help it now yeah I love <laughs> like that at all yeah yeah I I still do sales calls but a lot of the time when people sign up to work with me we do exchange voice messages or dms yeah. and I love it I haven't yeah. thought about doing like a video message though. And I think that, that is a good idea because yeah. like actually seeing your face. Is yeah. A difference. Um, I can't remember where, I think I'd I'd seen someone mention that they did it before, but I can't remember the name. Um, if I can find the person, I will um, let you know who it is. But yeah, I just saw them mention that they had done it and I'd been using Loom. I can't remember if I've been using loom before I'd use Voxer um but yeah I I had a few inquiries and I just sent a loom video back and um people were yeah really pleased with like how personal it felt and how nice it was to like hear my voice and um 
see my face, I guess. But you could also do that with Voxer as well. I think you can like record a note to yourself on Voxer or something, and then you can like export it or uh, turn it into an MP3 or a link or something, and you could um, like put that in an email as well. So you could send people yeah. a voice note as well as a video. Yeah, I actually did that once when I was kind of pre-selling a group program that I was launching and I had some people who I thought <clears throat> might be interested and I recorded yeah. a voice note on Voxer. Yeah. And then I just sent them an email with a link because you can do like yeah. a shareable link on Voxer. That's it, is, yeah. And that was like an interesting, like, I haven't done that since yeah. actually, but it's just a really interesting way to do things. Yeah. Experimentation. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned that you do it, you use it with in place of a live webinar so I'm really like curious to hear a bit more about that yeah what it is is um I have recently done like a um master type um training a branding training um and I didn't want to do that live so I just pre-recorded it um and then on the sale pa- sales page I added that um you know because when people are on a live webinar they can ask questions um I just said that I can be available on Voxer like a week later on this specific day. And if you watch the training that's pre-recorded and you have any questions, then you can come and find me on Voxer and ask the questions on there. So that was a really nice way to be able to do things in the way that I wanted to do it, like pre-record it rather than do it live, um, but still have that connection um, where people could write down their questions and then come and ask them later so that worked really well such a good idea yeah really good idea um so I hope that this is giving people listening some inspiration for experimenting with doing things yeah. a bit differently and there's literally so many ways that you can do it and I think a lot of it is just having the guts to try it really and see yeah it goes. definitely I think um like the way I do the design project that's in the two weeks I feel like that could work for other people that perhaps I don't know who do like websites maybe or um do like copywriting or um like other types of design work or whatever um I feel like that could work with a lot of other industries where you spend like the first week um talking through like what their needs are and like what the specifics of the project is going to be and then the second and you sort of plan for the second week what the deliverables are going to be and then the second week is all about like actually diving in and um creating whatever work it is that you need to create um yeah I feel like that could work for lots of different industries yeah and I like the example you've given it yeah having like actual specific deliverable deliverables and stuff and I would just say from my perspective as well like using it as a coach sometimes you can do a bit of a hybrid so for example something I did with one of my clients lately because I have um I've started offering longer term packages one-to-one with just Voxer now yeah that was a bit of an experimentation for me because I've always done calls with Voxer support in between and I thought you know Mm -hmm. what it would be great to have clients who were just on Voxer But then how do I deliver some of the stuff to them that I would normally do in a call, like say a visualization. Um, We've got like specific visualizations that we go through to like like, get in touch with different parts of you and figure stuff out. And I pre-recorded it and sent it to them. And then we talked about it afterwards on Voxer. So yes, it's not the same as doing it live, but actually as long as they're prioritizing the space to actually do it, and then we talk it all through, it's really quite, like it surprised me how well it works to like mm-hmm. combine 
like yeah like pre-recorded real-time conversation or, or, or asynchronous conversation I should say and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's there's so many things you can do with it if yeah. you allow yourself to experiment with it yeah and it, it's it's that thing about like people having the space in between I feel like that's the magic part of it like they can listen to um whatever you've sent them and then it's just having the space to reflect on it um and be able to like formulate your thoughts on it and then um reply in the best way that you want to reply yeah and actually just one last thing I feel like I want to add is that sometimes having that over over a stretched out period of time so whether that's a a day or you know you've got two weeks whatever allows you to process things differently I think mm-hmm. yeah, um definitely you can come to like deeper realizations and really build on something yeah. whereas in the space of a call sometimes you can get like a really great breakthrough of one specific thing some over the space of like a full day or weeks so or whatever you can really build on something in a deeper way I feel like I'm yeah. not explaining it but I know that for sure it's a thing <laughs> yeah with with design work that works really well as well because in the, the like the two-week process like I'll deliver like the first draft of design work and then they'll have they're usually like trying to deliver it by lunchtime and then they'll have the afternoon and the evening to really like reflect on it and sometimes you know they can sometimes if you sleep on something if you have like overnight to process it as well sometimes that helps you when you come back to it in the morning and you can see it in a different light um and that has really helped people because they sort of have a time frame where they need to feedback, like they can't take a whole week to feedback. They've they've got some time to reflect on it, but not too much time that you kind of like procrastinate over it and overthink it. Um, I think it's that having that like sweet spot between having space to think about it, but still needing to reply in a like a shorter time frame. Um, that's been a really great thing for me in the design process yeah definitely okay so is there anything else that you want to add about this like that you would want people to know like going into this I don't know we've covered Um, a lot (laughs) yeah I think it's just like we've said before um there are going to be people who aren't sure about it but if you if this feels like it's really what you want to do and you want to reduce the amount of calls or not do calls anymore then just like really get behind yourself and and kind of like you know really be confident in that and just state the boundaries like this is you know to the client or whatever like this is the way that I work in this season of my business or my life or whatever um and just kind of like be firm about it and when when clients try it often they do find that actually it's a really great way of working yeah absolutely I love that and and it's also worth remembering that sometimes you know if people really want to work with us they will work according to how we set out and tell them that we work best and if not maybe they're not our right people and that's okay as well yeah totally agree Uh, okay so I mean like I said like the whole theme of (laughs) this is really to ask yourself is the way things have always been done the way that I need to carry on doing them And I know that one area that you brought up in like in the when we're discussing what to talk about today is like how you're showing up on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just felt like bringing this up before we finish, because I know that this is the same way that sales calls and being available for calls on people's minds. So is this like how much do people want to be 
available on social media and Mm -hmm. I know that you're I guess in a phase with it where you don't know exactly what what you're going to do yeah I'm I'm unsure I I haven't posted much on there in the last few weeks um I've been up and down with it like a a few weeks ago I was like right I'm really going to get into it again I'm just going to post whatever I want and like not use hashtags and just try and be really fluid with it um and that worked for a couple of weeks and then I just got to the point where I'm like I I don't know again and it feels hard and like I just don't want to be there I feel like with the scrolling on there as well and the people that I follow maybe I need to like curate who I'm following a bit more maybe um I feel like it, it just takes up a lot of there's a lot of noise in there and it takes up a lot of headspace so I feel like when I've not been on there at all I've had more space for other things um so yeah I'm still not sure what I'm going to do but I think I'm just going to try and and use it differently I'm going to try and do um like Pinterest has historically been quite good for my business so I'm going to try and build that up again where it's it's like people still see it as a social media platform but it's kind of not because you're not really commenting and things like that on there so I'm gonna try and push that a bit more and do more blog posts for SEO and that kind of thing um so that I'm still like having that outreach and still um getting people people's eyes on the business but maybe not having to be on social media all the time but I don't think I'll leave Instagram completely um yeah I'll just kind of be yeah be on it less I think I feel like this is so relevant to everything that we've been talking about because it's basically Mm -hmm. like what's draining me where is my Mm -hmm. energy getting sapped so like for example the calls it's like not just the calls but it's like all those hours before the calls and after the calls exactly same with Instagram like I could just go on and post my thing and then leave but actually I mean yeah that never happens yeah yeah and And then then you sort of like you're sort of waiting for people to comment and like you want to be there to reply and things like that so um yeah it's all the it's not just doing the thing it's all the space around it like you said that that takes up time and takes up headspace yeah um so yeah I'm just really trying to think about what is the best use of my energy and time and like what's the um not how can I spend like less time as such because i I don't really work full time at the moment. Um, I'm kind of happy with the amount of time that I spend on the business. But yeah, how can I prioritize um, what is going to be really useful for my business and what is um, going to feel less noisy and less busy, less like busy work, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I think any change that we make in our business has to start with these questions. And like, Mm -hmm. you've given us such great examples of how you figured it out with the calls thing, but you're still in like the messy figuring out stage of the Instagram thing. Yeah, exactly. And this is the process. Like it is a bit messy and you got to try a few different things and find a way that works for you. Um, But I know so many of us are in this place with social media and stuff at the moment. So just keep asking those questions and asking yourself, how like how do you want to be spending your time as well like how you want to be spending your time is so important yeah um there's that thing again about like like everyone does social media so when you're not doing it it's a bit like it's scary because Mm. we all spend or have spent lots of time on there and it's like am I doing the right thing am I like limiting my reach um but yeah like you said it's just about continuing to ask those questions questions and work out 
what's best for us. Yeah. Yeah. I personally pulled back a lot from social media and I mean, I was able to do that because I've always prioritized building my email list and um, I'm so glad, grateful for myself for doing that. But now I don't know what has shifted. Oh, actually one concrete thing that I could mention is I muted almost everyone, even people that I like to see. I just did it as an experiment and mute it. And it took me a long time, obviously, to manually mute everyone without unfollowing. Yeah. Um, But I think that changed things a lot for me. And now I just feel, I don't feel tied to show up in any specific way. And I I do show up, but I just don't have any like emotional, like attachments in a bad way to it. Yeah. Um, So it's been really helpful, but it took, it's taken me a while to get to this place. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm just going to wrap things up by asking you the random question from my deck of cards, which is, a big one, a deep one, speaks yep. to my INFJ, <laughs> speaks to my INFJ <laughs> personality. When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that a, that's a, a really big one. <laughs> um, I think just being a kind person, I guess. Um, and like, I guess going back to that thing of, like always questioning things I feel like that's a good thing to be like remembered for like um trying different things and uh questioning like the status quo and just trying to live um in the way that you want to live because the more people that do that the more and the more people that see other people that are doing that the more they have like permission to kind of think differently themselves so I feel like it's an important thing Oh, I couldn't agree more. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you. I, I'm sure that like this is going to lead to some like really good ideas and helpful ways of working for people. So yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Thanks so much. And if you want to find out more about Meg, you can visit her website at lemonandbirch.com or follow her on Instagram at lemonandbirch. I've also included links in the show notes to Meg's offers that illustrate the types of offers that we have been talking about in this episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Quietly Ambitious. If you have a moment to rate and review, know that it really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation, then you can connect with me on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite, join me in the Facebook group, or my personal favorite, sign up to my newsletter, Letters to Quietly Ambitious Humans. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.